Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of WIS Politics and WIS Business Podcasts. You're listening to WIS Business, the podcast, Wisconsin's business news source. Now, here's your host. Hi, everybody. This is Alex Mo here for WIS Business, the podcast. Today, I'm joined by Marion Riemann. She's the CEO and co-founding partner of Second Freedom, a business that provides leadership consulting services. Marion, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Well, thank you so much, Alex. So, so lucky to be here. Thank you. So just to get us started, can you describe what Second Freedom is all about? I can. Thank you for the question. Um, so what we do at Second Freedom, we work with executive leaders and um, today actually mostly with CEOs and their executive leadership teams to work on their what we call VUCA leadership effectiveness. And the way we do that is very special because of two reasons. One is we're very informed by something that is heavily grounded in research and theory of adult development. So we know of certain stages of so-called meaning making or action logics, logics behind the action is how adults give meaning to the world. It's predictable and measurable, and we can actually train that or upgrade it. And why that is so amazing is that um, that's what we need in today's world more than ever. So more and more leaders that we work with, and we see it in data that I can share with you as well, that you know the, the way our minds and including executives' minds work in the face of complexity is not well suited for complexity. We have a tendency to come back to old practices that worked in the past, like when something is a problem we or we see as a challenge, we define it as a problem and we look for a best solution, assuming that there is a solution to this and that a solution is even called for. And we realize that that's the way of meaning making that worked in the past. But in complexity, we need to identify something as complexity and then know that it's a very different approach that we need, which is more experimentation, like in, um, in iterations, like in agile project management. And that takes a certain mindset. So this mindset is something that we help to develop so that it becomes more comfortable for leaders to understand and acknowledge that they don't know that they actually can recognize they don't know, they don't have to know, they need people to participate in decision making, for example. And that's what we help leaders and their teams do. We help them recognize that they are actually hitting their growth edge individually and collectively. We can measure what is it that they actually have in terms of skills to deal with com complexity? Where are they at in terms of developmental stage in dealing with complexity? and. Um, we then include actually many stakeholders like the board and direct reports to help them understand, is my interpretation of myself actually uh, in alignment with other people think in, of, of me and my leadership effectiveness? So that's something what we help leaders do to adapt to our ever-changing VUCA world, as we call it. That is truly fascinating. Can you briefly describe VUCA, that concept for those who may not be familiar? Yeah, sure. So VUCA is an acronym. It stands for volatility, uncertainty, uh, complexity, and ambiguity. And it was actually um, coined in the 1990s by the military that realized that their 
idea of war and their their enemy was changing like global terrorism i mean it was just so overwhelming to them and then actually not too much later on the business world um recognized that vuca is not just something in war or in military it is actually defining their new reality the new normal for them so it sounds like you focus a lot on concepts of uncertainty and the unknown and kind of maybe circumventing the mental shortcuts that people take as they try to experience yeah. reality and, and work through it. So yes. these past two years or so have certainly introduced a lot of uncertainty into everyday life as well as almost every industry. How has the pandemic impacted the work that you do or the way that you engage with your clients? Well, um, I would really say it has accelerated what we have been seeing to be coming on the horizon for, for quite a while. So the pressure, the overwhelm, or what um, a colleague or a professor from Harvard calls more and more adults and more and more executives are in over their heads. They are realizing that the way their minds naturally functions, like I said, you know, is not suited for what their role complexity actually is challenging them with. And I believe COVID has shown in so many ways that on the one hand, you know, my clients have been saying, you know, oh, digitalization, yes, we got to do that. But, you know, it's still not working. Let's let's postpone it a little bit. And then let's say, you know, COVID hits and all of a sudden things were possible that we thought weren't possible. So that's kind of the positive um, side to it. The downside to it, that we actually think is helpful it helps our clients and i think more and more of the population understand that something is shifting in how the world is working i thought i knew how the world is working and that i could make sense of it in the way i'm looking at it and we're now realizing more and more that the world is you know working differently and the way i look at it and the way i make sense of it is not quite compatible it's not working how do I know that? I know that from maybe disruption in, uh, you know, we say hybrid uh, office, um, and it's so so hard for us to to manage that and and come back to something that we can define as the new normal. We look at mental health. We look at att uh, attrition and retention and and people leaving their jobs for a lot of reasons that we're I think we're still trying to figure out. So there are lots of symptoms, um, and I think that's helpful actually for us to redefine ourselves, redefine business, and redefine leadership altogether. And it goes more into the direction maybe of, it's not one person that has a lot of excellence and expertise and experience, and they hold a lot of responsibility and make the decisions. But in order to make sense better of the world, we need leaders who love to gather perspectives, that are genuinely curious about how other people make sense of the world and that bring people together. And all of that will then also lead to more mental health, I believe, and um, employment, motivation and identification with the organization. So I think that that is a great accelerator for what needed to happen anyhow. I see. Great to have your perspective on that. I'm also curious to hear more about the clients that you work with. I understand that you're based in Madison. Are your clients scattered more broadly? And maybe can you provide some broad categories that the folks you yeah. work with fall into? 
Yeah, yeah. So just briefly, if you haven't heard it from my accent, I'm <laughs> not a Native American. Um, this is my third time living in the States. Um, uh, I was born in Canada and raised in Germany. And um, so coming back here in 2020, my, my business and my clients, you know, have changed, of course. What I have been doing and who I have been working with in Germany and in Europe and beyond was, you know, um, mid-sized companies to large global corporations. So anything for like uh, Adidas, Airbus, Xerox, and many, many more um, to, to smaller companies. And coming here in 2020 meant still working with my clients now virtually as much as possible and building the business here in, in the US. And yes, I'm ba based in, in Madison and think it's really exciting, cool community here, so much to discover. And I'm networking and um, some of my clients so far, one of them has been UW-Madison so far, and I've also worked with the leadership team of ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union. And um, with Second Freedom, we're actually working right now pretty heavily in the health care industry. Who I'm really interested in also from the past and now bringing it here is, um, is the tech industry. Um, the tech industry we find has um, great affinity to the, the, the mindset that we're looking for that is curious and open and sees the necessity based on something that we call agile. So what we're doing is not necessarily what is defined by agile, but it's close and it uh, builds on a certain mindset that comes with what we call agile project management and its thinking and its mindset. In terms of industries, we're effective in every industry. Just some industries may still believe longer that how they've been doing things and the results that they are seeing now are still good for them to go into the future. And it, it may take them longer to see the necessity and have the pressure. Um, but basically, um, our work and approach is about leadership and leadership in any organization, um, regardless of, of, I say, the business model, you know, so. Yeah. Right. Yeah, of course, I can see how that would really cut across almost every any field of study or, or industry, certainly. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your, you. your insights and details about your business. It's, it's been great speaking with you. Thank you, Alex. Have a good day. Bye. You too. You've been listening to Wisp Business, the podcast. Now stay tuned for a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of WIS Politics and WIS Business Podcast. Did you know that almost 80% of UW-Madison's in-state students return to live and work in Wisconsin in the years after graduation? And almost half of all UW-Madison alumni are current Wisconsin residents. That's just one way we're driving our economy forward. UW-Madison is working for Wisconsin.